Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Just tell your smart speaker to play ESPN. Shane Jordan Cornette holding it down on Christmas Eve. So Merry Christmas to you all. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. And all guests, join us via the Shell Pennzoil performance line. If you want to hit us up, please do so. 888-729-3776. It's 888-SAY-ESPN. What is the best gift that your team, whoever that is out there, has given you? We've got our our own picks. We'll get to a little bit later on in the show. Um, So we're asking the question, which one of these contenders is going to be too good to be true this year? Is it the Mavericks, the Clippers, the Celtics, or the Nuggets? Three, four really good teams. Which of those four teams do you look at and you say, I don't know. I I like all four. All four are going to be playing very meaningful basketball uh, late in the season. They're all interesting picks to say you like them for certain reasons. I'm just going to go with the lesser of the four. The Nuggets made that run the Western Conference Finals, no doubt, to be celebrated. Keep in mind, they almost lost in the first round. And Jamal Murray established himself as must-see TV. Him and Donovan Mitchell going back and forth. Wow, Jamal Murray fan, yes. That was fun to watch. The Joker's already established. Could he become an MVP in this league? Maybe. At least maybe garner some votes. That's the ceiling. It's a pretty high ceiling. I look at them, though, and I look at them losing uh, defend- defenders, guys that added uh, a lot to that team, guys like Jeremy Grant, Torrey Craig, no longer there. That's going to hurt this team because Michael Porter, yes, is a gifted player with an impressive set of skills, but nowhere in there is defense. Michael Porter does not understand how to defend. He doesn't understand the scheme. I don't think he really cares to defend. He's a great player who could score the ball, though. So I look at those other teams that have bona fide stars. Because what were the other teams again? Clippers, Celtics. Clippers have two megastars. Mavericks. Mavericks have arguably the best player in the NBA for years to come. In Luka. For years to come. Extending out here in the next decade, it's going to be Luka's league. So that one's established. Then what was the other team? Clippers, Clippers Mavs, Celtics. Celtics. Celtics and the Nuggets are kind of close, but ultimately I went with the, the Celtics because I I no, took you the, went with the Nuggets. I took the Celtics in my team that were above the Nuggets because Jason Tatum. I'm so high on that young man. I, I really believe in Brad Stevens. I know he's losing some supported times and places. Uh, I think Jalen Brown takes the next step. I like their approach better. I think they have more staying consistent power. I think you saw lightning in a bottle from the Nuggets last season in a bubble. Okay, fair enough. My initial reaction, and this was hard for me too, my initial reaction was the Clippers. Just because there's so much, there was so much talent on their, that roster last year. And I know they had some injuries, and truly you didn't get to see them play together, it felt like, until it really mattered in the bubble. And so all that load management and guys being hurt and timeout proved because no one knew the world was shutting down, the NBA was going to be canceled for some time, proved to be detrimental to the Clippers, I think, going forward. Yet still, now you have a new head coach in Ty Lue, and I think you saw on night one when the Clips beat the Lakers that Ty Lue prioritized Paul George in, in utilizing him in the offense in a way that would make him feel comfortable and make him feel like the superstar that he is in, the, in this league. So I, I like that. I just hate how they give away leads. Hey, Milwaukee does it too. I hate how they give away these leads. And until I'm proved otherwise, I would take the Clippers there. Now the Celtics would be oh, my... so you're t- saying the Clippers are the team you don't trust. That I don't trust. Whoa, okay. I hear you. you you're, you're- I lo- I, I'm a big Kawhi Leonard fan. I like Ty Lue. I just don't... 
I just haven't seen like dominance consistency from them. And I guess the Celtics could have be in there too. I'm a big Brad Stevens fan, friend of the family. Um, but Jason Tatum is their guy and he hasn't proved to be the superstar in this league that he should have probably already become. I feel like in Jason the, Tatum in the last two years, last year he had came, a shot to came in a league in 2017. He was I hear you all NBA. List. I hear you, but I feel like last year he had moments where he could shine and he did not And, and so that's fair. And so, but he's a third team all league guy. Last I, year. None of these players that I've mentioned are bad players. I, I'm not by any way taking shots. You asked me who I would trust the least. My gut reaction would be the clips. The Celtics would be right there. I'm a, I, 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 I like, I like you going the Nuggets. Clips. I, like I like you going clips because I think everybody should have some trepidation about the Clippers. Paul George can say a lot. He can do a lot in game one, but show me when it matters, PG, that you've got it. Talking about well, returning to MVP caliber form, you've never been an MVP. Like, show me and, that and, you can do it. I'm but, with you there. I, I actually like that you went for the team that I would have comfortably put at number two because there's a valid argument to be made that they should not be trusted. I don't, and the playoff P thing, like, what are we doing with that? Uh, yeah, and more pandemic P as, as everybody was talking about during the <laughs> yeah. bubble. It's just, it's not, it's not cool. Okay, until we're like really established as a true mainstay. To in the me, playoffs. though, it's about chemistry and culture there. Like these guys, guys who were there, the the the, the established pieces, the Beverleys, the Lou Williams, those guys saying, "All right, you guys are stars, but this is a unit here. It's not Kawhi and what he wants, and PG's his Batman Robin setup, and we're just guys here." Right. Like Lou Williams' resume is an impressive one. Patrick Beverly is from the west side of Chicago. Like, let's keep it all the way 100 here <laughs> on the guys we're talking about. And can those personalities merge together to go out there and win? We'll see. Okay. So we've talked about, I guess, holes, if you will, in Clippers, Celtics, and Nuggets so far. Jordan said the one team that maybe could be too good to be true would be the Nuggets. I said the Clips. The one team we haven't really talked much about would be the Mavericks. So I think at this point... Got to guard. Got to defend. Okay. That was going to be my question. Got it. Is, is there a weakness at all on this Mavericks? Team? Oh, yeah, it's a massive one. It's a whole side of the court that they've got to say, hey, we, we can't just go out there and say we're going to outscore everybody. Like, that just that can't be the setup here. You watch the team and you see the ability to put the ball in the basket. All so five you guys. you say that, but then you, you say you trust them. Luka Doncic. <laughs> I was actually genuinely me. sad when the Mavericks lost in the bubble. But but I loved watching him so much. It, it's it's and you you hear the guys on his show talk about it. Keyshawn J Will and Zubin and, and J Will beats the drum as loud as anybody. I'm right there picking up the slack while he's off right now. Is you have to watch him play. Like if you're telling me there's one guy in the NBA that you can watch right now, who's that guy? Who's the one person you want to turn on a TV and watch? Yates is a big I NBA would, guy. I don't know that I would like, pick Luca if that's where you're wanting to direct. Yates him. is if there's one guy in a league that you can watch right now. I don't even know if I'm allowed to do this, but we're just filling in, so they can't really <laughs> fire us. Like, yeah, whatever. Right. What are they going to do? Alan Yates, who's the one guy in the NBA you can watch? He's he's on the board here on the show. Keyshawn J. J. Will and Zubin. Who's the one player in the NBA? Well, if if um, Shade's not going to like this, but I want to watch James Harden play no matter what. But if it's not Harden, I need to watch Luca. Like Luka. he's he's different. He's special. He's different. And Yates is as dialed into the NBA as anybody. He's different. James Harden is fair. I just don't love the ball dominance. 
I, I think it brings people down. I think Luca's ability to make everybody around him elevated is the separator. Yeah, no, I I love Luca's game. I love to I love watching Luca play. But if you're going to ask me who's one player that you tune into the NBA for, I, I that wouldn't be my first go to. Probably LeBron. That's I mean, that's, that's I mean, fair. isn't that the obvious answer? It's not the obvious one, but it's probably the front runner. Eighteen seasons, the proof is in the pudding. Nobody's <laughs> going to be mad at you for picking LeBron. Are you kidding me? I just. What Luca brings, I watch him and I go, wow, that guy is like, I'm not saying he's Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson's on my Mount Rushmore, best players ever. Luca's got a long way to go. But when I watched Magic and the time that I was able to watch Magic, I was like, wow, you don't know what he's going to do. You don't know how he's going to do it. But you know the four other guys on the floor are better off that Magic is the guy distributing that thing, facilitating it, and scoring it when he has to. And that's what Luka brings. Okay, that's a, those are some big shoes that you just put him in. But that's, that's Didn't a, call him the next Magic Johnson. No, no, Johnson. but that is an extremely well-given compliment. And I'm not mad at you, Yates, for picking James Harden. You want to watch James Harden? You can't. I just think he's a baby. Okay. Did you do that? <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's fine. You, you do you. I just think he's a little bit of a baby. Um, We were talking about the Celtics and Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum was in the zone during the game winner last night. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. So the four-ish NFL games that you need to pay attention to this weekend after I remind you that beginning Tuesday, January 5th, Mike Greenberg begins his show, Greeny, immediately following Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio. Greeny will take you inside the stories of the day as only he can. He'll have the newsmakers you'd expect and he'll interact with you every single day from Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin right into Greeny weekday mornings on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let's get to four downs. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN. We are Shay and Jordan Cornette. If you're just waking up with us, don't mind our getup. But hey, Merry Christmas to y'all. You know, we're in our pajamas. It's early in the morning and we match and we're married and we're merry. It's all good. Uh, Let's get to first down. (laughs) I have nothing to add. Colts at Steelers. So the Colts can clinch a playoff berth with a win and then a loss by either the Ravens or the Dolphins. This is the seventh all-time meeting between Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger, each drafted in 2004. My goodness, that was a long time ago. Uh, Each have three wins head-to-head. Their seventh meeting will be the most in the common draft era between quarterbacks taken in the top 15. All that to say, what do you like? Steelers or Colts? <laughs> the Colts. The Steelers are going to be on the field looking at themselves in the mirror 
and saying, that's the team we wanted to be. That's the team we were when we started 11-0. and That's the team everybody thought we were, at least. But it's actually the Colts. The Colts with the quarterback that's great against pressure, as good as Patrick Mahomes against pressure in terms of statistically. He ain't Patrick Mahomes. But Phillip Rivers has been statistically as good as anybody against pressure this season. So you got the veteran quarterback that's actually making plays. He plays for the Colts. The defense. It's a better defense with the Colts than it is with the Steelers. And that's because Bud Dupree is out. And, and that's where the fractures have come into this Pittsburgh defense. I would have given the nod to the Steelers' defense, but I like the Colts' defense better. The run game. Colts have it more. Jonathan Taylor. It's a better team, better balance, and that offensive line for the Colts blows the Steelers out of the way, out of the water. The Steelers want to be the Colts. The Colts are the Colts. They've <laughs> won the last three. The Steelers have lost the last three. You need to see these Steelers come out here and play great football. I don't see it happening. I think they've lost their mojo. I like the Colts, and I like them big. Okay, I like the Colts, too, um, for a few different reasons. First of all, the Steelers have not put up 20 points in a game in their last five games. That's a problem, especially when you're playing a team like the Colts, who I'll just run through it. Their last game against the Texans, they put up 27. Their game before that against the Raiders, they put up 44. The game before that against the Texans, again, 26. And a loss to the Titans, 26. All over 20 points is what I'm getting to. So the Colts, while they have a very dominant defense, can score points when Phillip Rivers is playing good football, which he is right now because he has not thrown an interception in three straight games. And when Phillip Rivers is playing well, this Colts team plays well. So he needs to come out and from the jump have a good game against the Steelers. That's my woman right there. That's why I married you. I love when we're on the same page. Also, DeAndre Hopkins, clearly... What are we doing? Why are we, do, why are we going uh, there? Because I'm saying, when the Cardinals got him, it was huge. That's the number one story of grabbing a guy from another team, getting him on your roster, and it's paid dividends. But DeForest Buckner coming over <laughs> for the Colts? Let's keep it all the way real. That has been massive for this defense and a difference maker, an absolute disruptor. I expect a big game from DeForest Buckner. And when DeForest Buckner is not in the game, which we saw earlier this year. Gashed. Yeah, big problems for that Colts Tennessee team. hung 45 on him. Let's go to the second down. All right, Giants at Ravens. So the Giants would be eliminated from the playoffs with a loss and a Washington football win. The Giants have scored one touchdown, one touchdown in their last 23 offensive drives going into this game. The Giants average just over 17 points a game, which is not a lot this season. In fact, it's the second worst in the NFL. And so, Jordan, Giants at Ravens, any shots? The Giants come away with a W, and they hold the Washington football team back another game. What do you always say about the Giants? What do I always say about the Giants? Oh, that I always, think that think, I think they're going to win the division, but I don't anymore. But that they're kind of they're, they're <laughs> sneaky. Dangerous. Oh, they're they're, they're pesky. They're pesky. They're a sneaky, dangerous team. However, the Ravens, in their last three games, have figured it out. Putting up points: 34, 47, 40. They're back to scoring points. Lamar Jackson has found his groove again. It's a Ravens team that's absolutely playing for something playing to get into this thing. More on the line. Actually, both have a lot on the line. Uh, but Lamar Jackson, I think the Giants' defense, which has been impressive, doesn't have answers for Lamar Jackson that's found his groove. Um, yeah, I like the Ravens in this game, too. I think they're playing much better football as of late. And as of late, I mean in their last three games. Jags and the Cowboys, who cares? I don't think those are two very good football teams. But the way they played against the Browns, I think, showed us all something because the Browns are playing good football right now, too. They can score. They can defend. I think they can be much better defensively, if I'm being honest. But against a Giants team who has trouble putting up points and instead their strength is their defense, I think the Ravens will do well. So 
I'll take the Ravens in this game, and I'm sorry, but the Giants will be eliminated from the playoffs. If that happens, we go to third down. Rams at Seahawks. The Seahawks can clinch the NFC West with a win. The Rams can clinch a playoff berth with a win or a loss by either the Bears or the Cardinals. Who do you like in this one, Jordan? Who's Jared Goff going to be? You got an answer for me? I, I I have nothing. You can tell me who Jared Goff's going to be. I feel a whole lot more confident in this one. No, I think Russ Cooks. I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone could tell you who Jared Goff is going to be in any given day since he's been drafted. And this and, and that's just the problem with me. One minute you think this is a team that could contend for a Super Bowl, the next minute you're going, I, I don't know what's going on with this team, and it starts with Jared Goff. I just have too many questions there, and I think Russell is a guy that is trending upward going into the postseason. I'm going with Russell Wilson. I okay. Have to. I can't believe I'm agreeing with you on every single one of these games, but I would take the Seahawks and Russell Wilson in this game too. Like the Seahawks are getting healthier. They're playing better defense. They finally have a stable of running backs that can play well. And Russ probably doesn't feel anymore like he has to cook. He has to do it all. He's got to do too much for the Seahawks team to win. On the other side, the Rams. Now look, if the Rams hadn't gone out and Jared Goff hadn't played like he was in year one, because we all remember what Jared Goff looked like year one he was in the NFL. It was confusing why he was the number one overall pick. And then Sean McVay comes in and this entire Rams team turns around. They go to the Super Bowl, et cetera, et cetera. Yet still, we don't know who Jared Goff is on a week-to-week basis, as you mentioned. And we saw last week against the Jets. Again, the Rams lost to the Jets, the worst team in the NFL. But What I would expect is the Rams to come out and have a big game and show that that was embarrassing. We went back to the tape. We'll never play like that again. That was an extremely humbling loss, as Sean McVay said. And for them to play well. I just can't put all my chips in that basket yet until I see it. And so who do I trust more in this situation, Goff or Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson, and so I'll take the Seahawks. But it always goes a little bit deeper than that because the Rams do typically have the Seahawks number. You do get the best in terms of scheme from McVay in this one. You get the best performance from Goff. And the Rams' defense seems to have an idea of how to handle Russell Wilson. Wilson. And that's usually been the story here. We talked about quarterbacks a lot. I do think it's worth talking about the Seattle Seahawks' defense because the Seattle Seahawks' defense has been the Achilles heel, the question. This is a defense that's going to let down Russell Wilson, and no matter what Russell Wilson does, they're just not going to figure it out. Well, Carlos Dunlap, but more importantly, Jamal Adams, anchoring that thing, those additions, have been a difference maker. Now, I get it. The last two games have been the Jets and the Washington football team. Those aren't very gifted offenses, but it goes a long way for confidence for a defense that has averaged only nine points given up in those two matchups. Can that bleed into this one for a Rams team that's trying to recover from trying to figure out who the heck they are having lost to the Jets. I need to see the Seattle defense bring it here. You know the Rams D is going to bring it and come after Russell Wilson, but what can the Seahawks defense do? That'll give me a clearer picture of what the Seahawks can be going into the playoffs. Okay, fair enough. Let's go to uh, what I'm going to call the most important down here because it's my favorite game of the weekend. So it's like fourth and one with the game on the line. Let's go. (laughs) Titans and Packers. I don't know if I didn't look ahead on the schedule. I had just kind of circled the Steelers and Colts and then Titans and Packers just popped up on my sheet today. I'm like, this is going to be a good game. A lot of points. A lot of points. Run game from Derrick Henry. An arm from Aaron Rodgers. At Lambeau in December. Christmas weekend. What more do you want? Anyways, uh, I, I really have a hard time picking this one, Jordan. Like a real hard time. So I'll let you go first. Well, I think everybody. I think everybody's going to look and say Derrick Henry's going to 
I mean, he's the NFL's rushing leader. He's going to run all, all over the Packers in this game. But it's going to be Aaron Jones for Green Bay. Oh, look at you. Who's going to run all over the Titans. Because everybody says Derrick Henry, rushing leader. Aaron Rodgers, passing leader. It's going to be the other Aaron. Aaron Jones is going to have a big day in this one. He's going to outrush Derrick Henry. And I, I don't think there's anybody out there who's going to ride with me on this one. It's a bold prediction. Aaron Jones is the story. He outrushes Derrick Henry. Okay, so the Packers have all this talent, but it feels like they have none because the constant storyline surrounding the Packers and Aaron Rodgers is the fact that the Packers don't give him any help. Yet still, you don't realize that he is a top 10 tight end, he is a top receiver, and he is a top running back. In fact, let me go a step further. The Packers and the Titans are the only teams entering Week 16 to feature a quarterback with 30 passing touchdowns, a running back with 10 touchdowns, and a wide receiver with three touchdowns. Like, they're pretty evenly matched here. But, and I don't feel like you talk about the weapons the Packers have the same way you do about the Titans or these other teams in the National Football League. Well, the, the thing is, that offense that Aaron Rodgers puts out there on the field and how productive they are makes the opposition change their approach, has to rip things up because they're playing from behind. And it makes a defense that's above average a very good one that, that ranks in the top 10 uh, defensively in, in passing, right just outside of it and rushing. Uh, but they get out to the quarterback in sacks, and it's top 10 scoring defense. That's a lot of because of what they do offensively. When Aaron Rodgers puts up points like that, teams are playing from behind. That's changed what they typically do. It allows that defense to thrive. It To me, it's just going to be how badly does Derrick Henry gash this defense, uh, and that's really going to be the story. I, I, the Packers defense, which is the 11th best rush defense in the league, just how good is it really? Because I know that Aaron Rodgers is going to put that ball in the air and find the end zone a few times. And I, like I said, I believe Aaron Jones is going to have a massive day. It's going to come down to can the Packers stop the run or at least limit it. Okay, okay. So let me let me give my pick because you are taking the Packers. Yes, you taking think Aaron Jones is going to you know outrun, I'm not a Titans guy is going to outrun Derrick Henry. Well, I as you just said. What is the weakness on the Packers? That would be their defense. And so, but it's I, not a weakness. That's what I'm telling you. It's not a weakness. But it, they're Jordan. top ten against the run. They're right outside. They're, they're right outside of it against the run. Let me rephrase. They're top ten against the pass. It's a top ten scoring okay, defense. Let, let me rephrase. That's, that's not fair. What, what is the least consistent thing you can look to on the Packers? Packers More don't vulnerable. force turnovers. The defense doesn't okay. force turnovers. Okay. And what do the Titans do? They force turnovers. I'm going to take the Titans in this one, and this is tough for me to pick because I believe in Aaron Rodgers. I always do. I think he is a wonderful quarterback, and I think in a duel he would beat out Ryan Tannehill. I'm not picking against Derrick Henry. I'm not against uh, against a spotty defense that, yes, has played better and is not terrible but can be inconsistent. Let me, let me add one other thing. Here. What? With Aaron Rodgers, <clears throat> you're going to give him time in a clean pocket to cut you up. That's going to be a problem because you know what the Titans are the worst in the NFL at? getting to the quarterback. And if you don't put any pressure on Aaron Rodgers, you let him comfortably stand tall and dissect your defense, it's game over. You know what else? What? Third downs, where games are won and lost a lot of times. The Titans are bad on third Titans downs. are bad. They're bad. They're the worst in the NFL yeah, on third bad. downs. Okay, so we've covered those two. How about in the red zone, when it's scoring points time, where it's get six for Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Jones or whoever's going to find the end zone. 30th in the NFL are the Titans. You're going against a potent offense like the Packers, and those are your statistics in those categories, those all-important categories. Give me the Packers to hang 40 on the Titans or oh, more please. and roll in this game. Oh, please. It's a bad matchup. I don't, I don't like that it's at Lambeau because I think that does give the Packers an added advantage there too. How? 
What do you mean, how? I don't care if there's no fans in the stands. Have you ever been to Lambeau? It's a different kind of stadium. The, the no, seats, I have it. Flex, I have it. I know you have Okay. The seats are like on top on top of you. The weather's cold. It's windy. It's a different kind of feel than last, playing in Tennessee. Last, it just is. Last on third downs. Last in sacks. I don't care. Ryan Tannehill's great on third down. So when their offense is on the field, they should be able to put up some points. Try and keep up. Derek Henry. Keep trying to convince me. I'm taking the Titans. Let's disagree on ye- one. Why are you yelling at me? I don't know. You're just starting to make me mad. So, too bad. I'm taking the Titans. Oh, set. I'm upset. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Let's now go to our Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, brought to you by Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline, and that is where ESPN NFL analyst Damian Woody joins us. Good morning to you, Damian. Thank you for getting up early on Christmas Eve. I know you probably can't see us, but we look very embarrassing. So we're happy that maybe someone of your stature could bring us a little bit of credibility this morning. Okay. So good morning to you, Damian. I'm sure you guys are, I'm sure you guys are fine. Good morning and Merry Christmas Eve to you guys. Thank you very much. So we talked a little earlier to our Patriots reporter, Mike Reese, and it's kind of this contentious situation about what's going to happen with the quarterback position, and Bill Belichick refuses to answer. And so I ask you, why do you think Bill Belichick is so hostile about who he's going to start at quarterback? It's not like they're playing to get into the playoffs or seeding or anything like that. Why not just say it's Cam? Uh, well, listen, I've been a part of that Patriots organization uh, for five years, four years with Bill Belichick, and that's, all, that's how he always rolls. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't show his hand regardless of if the Patriots are making the playoffs, out of playoffs. That's just who he is. He's the type of guy that's going to give as little as information as possible, uh, whether it be to, you know, to, you know, discourage uh, the Buffalo Bills in their preparation or, you know, just to screw with the media. That's just the way Bill Belichick <laughs> operates. Damian, I'm looking for clarity from a guy like you with your resume. It speaks for itself, and you can provide uh, a little bit more insight on this one. So DeAndre Hopkins, the best receiver in the NFL. Uh, You can make arguments for others, but I'm going to say he's the best right now. Uh, The practice habits have come to light that he's missing a lot of practice. He doesn't think it's a big deal. Uh, You shared the locker room with a lot of stars, maybe some guys who didn't have a penchant for practicing. Uh, How do you assess this? what's becoming a story with DeAndre Hopkins? This is a nothing burger right here. Everyone knows in the NFL, NFL is a meritocracy. So, you know, everyone is not treated equally in the locker room. You ask any NFL player, past, present, um, you know, what's the situation in the locker room? Every locker room has this, where guys, especially this time of year, don't really practice it much. It's more about maintenance. Remember, this NFL is a battle of attrition. You're just trying to get through the season. And when you're talking about the best play, the best wide receiver in the National Football League and DeAndre Hopkins, I don't need him to practice. I just need him to show up and do what he do on game day. So this this is a nothing story to me. Yes. See, Finally, Damian. somebody talking real out here. Damien, you should hear how my <laughs> wife is dragging D-Hop out I here. did not drag. I Drug. just simply oh, said. Oh, no, don't I, do that. Don't, 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 don't drag D-Hop like that. I, look, I would love D-Hop on my team. I'm a Bears fan. I am not saying he is a bad player for missing for practice. You. you don't want to play for you. <laughs> I'm just saying I'd like him to act like you know he wants to be there once in a while. Is that asking too much? Oh, We're joined right now by Damien Woody. He's our ESPN NFL analyst. Okay, um, kind of in that same vein. <laughs> of bothersome would be Juju Smith-Schuster being told that now he's going to stop dancing. And I think he handled this perfectly, the way he he told the media. I didn't have a problem with him dancing on the logos. I know a lot of people did, but he, he wants to make it not about himself. What did you make of Juju Smith-Schuster saying he's no longer going to do his TikTok dances pregame, which he's done all year long? 
Well, it's unfortunate because Juju brings such a such a great spirit to the game. He's a fun-loving guy, and I didn't have a problem with him doing it either. It's not like players just go in, you know, playing in the middle of the game. Oh, Juju was dancing pregame on the logo. I'm just going to play that much harder. It doesn't work that way. Once the, once the game starts, you're not thinking about any type of bulletin board material or whatever a guy does in pregame. You're just trying to win a football game. But I think what, what you know, differentiates this situation, and I agree with Juju, is whenever you know, other guys on the team have to start you know, talking about your actions, the head coach has to start talking about your actions, then it officially becomes a distraction. So I think Juju was right in that sense that, you know what, it's becoming too much. Let me tone it back and just focus on what's really important. That's winning football games. I love having Damian on because he's become like the judge and jury between our debates our here. And he's going to settle another one here for us before we let Damian go. So, Damian, in the last few days, uh, me and Shay, my wife here, have been going back and forth, Damian, on if Baker Mayfield is the guy in Cleveland and if he's done enough to go ahead and pay that man when the season's over, assuming he keeps on playing like this for this season. I believe he's shown enough where you don't mess around. Go pay Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. My wife says I'm crazy. As you assess it today, how do you feel? Well, listen, before the season, I said that they shouldn't, you know, they shouldn't exercise a fifth year option because he definitely had done, he hadn't done enough. Um, but there were some circumstances that, that played into that. You know, multiple head coaches, multiple offensive coordinators, all those things played into it. But I think when you look at the job that Kevin Stefanski, the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, have done with that offense with Baker Mayfield and playing to his strength, I think he's done a fantastic job. Baker Mayfield has, has bought all the way in, and he's playing some really good football right now. And I, and I agree. Listen, I think if you're the Cleveland Browns, you have to exercise that fifth-year option. I think I think Baker Mayfield has shown you now that, hey, he's the type of guy that can lead our franchise into the future because I think that he plays in an offense that not everything is put on his shoulders. Uh, so I, I, I think I think Baker Mayfield is going to be the long-term solution for the Cleveland Browns. Say, how you feel? D. Hopkins is, <laughs> feel is not a bad guy. No, no, I feel Baker the, I Mayfield never is the quarterback. Put words in my I love mouth. it. I love this. See, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to get into the middle of a you know uh, husband and wife squabble. That's <laughs> not what I want to do, especially no. on Christmas Eve. Uh, I you didn't know, you, Damien. Damien didn't know, didn't know he, he signed up for this. I know, poor guy. <laughs> um, all right, last one here, D. Wood. Before we let you go, it's been a minute now since we've seen the Steelers, and the last time we saw them, it was in a loss to the Bengals, three straight, in fact, and so. There's been a lot of a lot of talk about Big Ben. Realistically, do we see Big Ben going far in the playoffs or winning another Super Bowl with the Steelers? I don't see it. I don't see it. And I think the Pittsburgh Steelers have a recipe for disaster um, in the postseason. Big Ben, you know, when I look at him, he's on the he's on the back nine of his career. There's no question about it. He, you know, his play is deteriorating. You shouldn't ask Big Ben to throw the ball. 35, 40 plus times a game. That's not what he should be doing. Right now in his career, he should be leaning on the defense and a physical run. Pittsburgh Steelers can't, can't, um, can't impose their will on anyone. They're getting beat up at the line of scrimmage. And uh, that's hurting the Pittsburgh Steelers, particularly in offense. Forget all the weapons that they have on the outside. If you can't impose your will at this time of year, you're not going to go far. And I think... Um, I think it might be an early exit for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, unfortunately, we agree with you. All right, Damian Woody, ESPN NFL analyst. You can get more from Damian this morning on Get Up at 8 a.m. on ESPN. Damian, Merry Christmas to you. Thank you for being with us. We'll catch up with you soon. Merry Christmas to you guys as well.
See you later. Four Downs brought to you by Geico. Whether you rent or own, Geico makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Go to geico.com today. Jordan, how much do you love Christmas movies? Uh, I love them. I love Christmas movies. Love. Big Christmas movie guy here. Big uh, Christmas onesie guy over here. <laughs> just not, a big guy in Can general. I just say this isn't even a onesie? Like it's a top and pants. It's like Christmas pajamas. You don't have to tell everybody. It looks very clearly like a onesie. <laughs> All right. We'd, okay. Uh, we're going to name. There's no breathing room in this thing. <laughs> Thank you. This is a good visual for those that can't see, I'm sure, at home. Uh, favorite Christmas movies. This can get controversial. Some aren't really Christmas movies. Some you think are, and they're not. We'll discuss that next. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. I am Shay Cornette. He is Jordan Cornette. We're married. We're married. It's Christmas. We're matching. We're happy. Are we happy? Of course we're, we're happy. happy. Okay, good. We're happy. Um, and so we're filling in. And again, I say this every day, but it's really probably true after this get up. We, I don't know. I don't know if we're coming back ever. <laughs> if Keyshawn, J. Will or Zubin are watching this, they're like, get these clowns right, off If they're watching, show. you think they're watching get this? these clowns off Why would those show? three elevated personalities watch this? <laughs> they got families. They got things to do. They bust their tails round the clock. They ain't worried about these two bozos in there. All right, chill out, bozos. Um, We're presented by Progressive Insurance, and we're asking you, what is the best gift that your team has ever ever given you, rather? Is there a gift that the team you root for gave you and you can never, ever forget? Also, tonight is Christmas Eve, and so in our household, we're going to watch a Christmas movie. Whether my husband here likes it or not, we're going to put our phones down, Turn the fire on and we're going to watch a Christmas movie. And so my question is, and this is a debatable topic because there's some Christmas movies that ain't Christmas movies that people throw around very cavalier. Top five, three, top three. Thank you. Christmas movies. I don't have five. I'll let you go first. Oh, I'll let you go first. Top flight security of the world, Craig. You have quoted. The world. Okay, it's been too much today with the quotes. Friday after next. Oh. <laughs> Let's go. Friday after next. A great Christmas flick. You don't believe me? Go watch it. Okay. Uh, rest in peace, Debo. Um, love Actually is a, is a fantastic a flick. That one I like. What do we love? Love, love. We love love. Love Actually definitely love, makes love. it on my list. The little kid is adorable in that one. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a big Love Actually fan. 
Uh, and then Home Alone is the goat of all Christmas movies. We, you're from Chicago. Yep. I lived in Chicago for 15 years. Uh, if it had become home for me in a lot of ways, but the love of my life built a family there, uh, and now we brought it out east. So Home Alone. I mean, Kevin. Oh, that's the line you're going with. Buzz's, Buzz's girlfriend. girlfriend. Woof. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. And too. Buzz is actually wearing when he says that line a starter jacket from my high school. Hit your three because I want to go around a horn. I want to hear the fellas in, in the control room. I want to hear everybody. Okay, I have four. I'm breaking. We got the James. Rules. We got PC. We got we got James. We got Pat. We got Yates. We got to get to everybody. Okay, fine. I'm and don't take over as the host and try and boss me around. So now you're just the established, like, this is your show? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, don't try and rush me. I didn't rush you. I actually have I have four. I'm breaking the rules. Uh, Grinch, because my family and I always watch the Grinch together, the Jim Carrey version, because he makes me LOL, even though I know every line. Home Alone, for the same reason that Jordan mentioned, it is Chicago, and I could quote every line in that movie, and it's still funny to me every single time. Um, the Holiday... I mean, can I just keep it real? Square peg, round hole. Yeah, and Jude Law in that movie, too. And then... First bucket. And then, Wait a second. You're, then, you're going for the movie based then, off the looks no, of Jude just, Law? I'm just kidding. It's a great movie, but also... You know yeah. Jude Law's backstory, right? Yes. You do I mean, this you're out every here, time. I'm just doing this because... Every time no, 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 you do no, no, this. No. I'm going to do this the whole show because how you talked about D-Hop, how you talked about James Harden, but you're going to pass to Jude Law? Why don't you read <laughs> no. up on Jude Law before you go out here I celebrating not, Jude Law? Okay. Yates is Googling it right now. Read up on Jude Law, and then you'll look at uh, Shay look real at sideways <laughs> for how she's giving passes out here and how she's distributing them. You sound so jealous. I All I was pointing out is that... He looks cute. Jude in this doesn't movie. look like this in a onesie. That's true. He'd look a lot. That's better, true. Probably. All right, let's kick it to the fellas. <laughs> Wait, I had four. My last one is Elf. Elf is so great. You've done it. The best, world's best, best coffee. coffee. <laughs> we quote it all the time. I love it. That is a good one. All right, I, uh, let's start with Yates because he's probably the lowest on Christmas. All Yates out of does is laugh at how ridiculous we are. That's all he does. We make everybody nervous. Yates, kick us off. What are your three? Go you're on. All, you're all ridiculous, but um, I'm gonna go with Grinch at three. Okay. Oh, we're going three to one. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go three to old one. Old school Grinch. Yeah. Old, nah, nah, I'm going to go Jim Carrey. Thank okay. you. Jim, Jim Carrey Grinch. There okay, you go. thank you. Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, that one doesn't get thrown out a lot. Yeah, That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, and then obviously Far and Away is next Friday and there's no other. Yeah, Christmas. see? He already knows. Okay. He already knows. You guys and your next Fridays and Fridays after next. <laughs> you two love those. What's the trilogy and this whole thing? All yeah, of them. All, play them all back to back to back. We're okay. We some like them. James? Yeah, uh, Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon's Christmas it's Vacation. Cool. I mean, I'm, I'm, I think I've watched it like 45 times in December. James, we'll just on, let you know, time. you cannot give us 15 movies here. I know you <laughs> want I got to. three. I narrowed it down. I narrowed it down. All right, come on. Uh, Bad Santa. I think Bad oh, Santa. Oh, Bad Santa is good. Missed that it one. It is hilarious. hilarious. Fantastic movie. It's not for kids, but it is <laughs> hilarious. It is funny, yeah. Uh, and my favorite uh, Christmas movie of all time is Scrooged uh, with Bill Murray. Bill Murray. It's yeah. It's like you know. It's I love Bill Murray and uh, I do too. Chicago. It, it's it's such a it's such a great Christmas movie. I get a lot yeah. of trouble for saying this. I I don't necessarily get all the Bill Murray's humor. Stop it. I, I won't go too far down this path because I got yeah. hate mail for a long time yeah, for it. I love Groundhog's Day. I, I love Ghostbusters. Not a huge Caddyshack guy. Don't get the obsession. Please don't at me. It's Christmas. Okay. <laughs> that James is so upset. <laughs> I can't believe this. Pat Costello. This Christmas. Give it to us, brother. Uh, a Christmas story at number three, for obvious reasons. Classic. Yeah. The Christmas movie. Uh, number two, Rudolph. I watched it so much as a kid that I literally uh-huh. broke the VHS tape that I had. Uh-huh. Ruined VHS. it. And controversially, number one is Die Hard. 
Oh, he did oh, it. You did it. 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 We almost got through the Christmas a conversation. Christmas movie. It's absolutely a Christmas movie. It and I can not. tell you why, because Christmas is crucial to the entire plot of the movie. How so? Name another, what do you, because it has to take place on Christmas. <laughs> it's during a Christmas party that they meticulously plan to be yeah, part of. Take over. Christmas is during every single part of the movie. Okay. Does I, it give you the? It's this, just because it doesn't snow that everyone thinks it's not with, a Christmas. I have a he goes with the Christmas story. He goes with the Christmas story. He goes with Rudolph. What was the other one? Rudolph. Rudolph. And then, and you then hit Die us Hard. With your number one is about murder and scandal. Know, what is wrong with you? Terrorism. No, today is a happy day. day. I thought he was grumpy. It's about someone saving the day and Bruce reuniting Willis. with a loved one. Bruce I got to be honest. I've never seen Die Hard. You haven't seen half the movies we've seen. I know. You haven't seen Bad Santa, which is hilarious. Yes, I have. I have seen Bad Santa. Okay. I have seen Bad Santa. Those are good. And like true producers and organizers of this show, they all went three to one and our <laughs> idiot brains went one through three it, or four. Idiot was strong. How about some omissions? A Wonderful Life, huge omission. Why? It's a classic. Do you know what omission means? <laughs> oh, I don't I know thought... if you know this, Shay, but Jordan has an English major from, uh, <laughs> from, Notre, from Dame. Notre Dame. From How Notre could Dame. I forget? <laughs> he tells us every day. I thought you meant like the ones we should cancel. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So A Wonderful Life is an omission, <laughs> I'd have to say. Polar Express, people are very high on Polar Express. Yeah, I do. I love Polar Express. Uh Jingle All the Way, is that one? Mm. Did anyone even mention Elf? I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, she mentioned And then Elf. I quoted, you've done it! I'm just going through the and looking. Best. looking show. Harold and yeah. Kumar, a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. Four Christmases. That one's, oh, that one's Four good. Christmases with Vince You're Vaughn. You're a big Vince Vaughn fan. I'm a big Vince Vaughn fan in, in terms of his acting. Harold and Kumar's Christmas uh, didn't do much for me. Frosty? Ah. Frosty's a classic. It's a classic? Oh, I covered, no! I think we covered pretty much all of them. The Santa Claus? Santa Claus, Santa I think, Claus is too. very underrated. Great Tim Allen movie. Best Great Man one. Holiday. I would have put it on my list, but I just don't like that there was a there was a, a sudden tear jerking turn uh, that I wasn't expecting. Didn't like, so I took it off my list. You love the Family Stone though, and there's a the little Family tear. Stone. You love the Family Stone, and that's, that's got my, a little tear jerker. That's in a it. big miss. I love the Family Stone. Love the Family Stone. Diane Keaton is it? Diane Keaton. Yeah, it's Diane Keaton. Yeah, there's a lot. Rachel McAdams is in that movie. Clearly, Jordan Sarah loves Jessica it so much he doesn't Sarah even Jessica know who's Parker. in it. Yeah, what did you say? Names. Jordan clearly loves the movie. He doesn't even know who's in it. Yeah, he does, No, he does. If it's on TV, even not around Christmas, that, I'll watch it. That movie and The Breakup movie. are two movies that if they're on TV at any point, block out those three hours because of commercials, and I'm watching them. The Breakup, I can't try any way to force that in as a Christmas movie. No, don't. That and The Family Stone. Please, no. anybody out there right now, it's a good family feel movie. Watch The Family Stone. Above all else that we've suggested, I think it's good vibes. Is that the one you want to watch tonight? I'll watch Family Stone and a whole lot of bourbon. Okay. I feel like we always watch the Family Stone, though. But I do love that movie. It's about tradition. I know. I'm taking this onesie off. No, you're not. Uh, James Harden, making the wrong decisions. That's next. We'll discuss Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast.